Hello, and welcome to BSN Extra, the show that has everything you need to know about Bearcat sports. I'm your host, Carlos Zimmerman. It's a special edition of BSN Extra today as we have both Jason Hooten and Raven Justice, the head coaches for Sam Houston men's basketball and women's basketball, respectively, to get a preview of what is to come this year for their teams as they take to the hardwood next week. We'll also look ahead at soccer as they are in Abilene for the conference tournament. Volleyball has two key road matches, and football is back at home for a matchup with Dixie State. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. We'll talk to Coach Hooten after the break. Hey, Bearcats, take your membership on the go by downloading the Sam Houston State University Alumni Cat app today. Not a member yet? Join the Sam Houston Alumni Association or renew in seconds to enjoy exclusive national benefits on dining, entertainment, and much more. Now that you're in, take some time to explore your exclusive member benefits, read the latest edition of Heritage Magazine, or find an alumni event near you. Click on our travel tile to sign up and explore the globe with our traveling Bearcats, or stay connected to alumni in your area as you take your membership everywhere. Come hang out with the Alumni Association as we tailgate some of the biggest games of the year by showing your alumni member card that is now in the palm of your hand. Download the SHSU Alumni Cat app today in the iTunes or Google Play Store, or visit shsu.edu slash cat app. Eat them up, cats! Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to BSN Extra, kind of a special edition today, getting to sit down and talk with Sam Easton men's basketball head coach Jason Hooten to open up the show today. Coach, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Absolutely. Coach, uh, you know, let's take a look back at last season. Uh, 13-3 and run through the Southland, 19-9 and overall. Didn't end quite how, uh, you know, just everyone wanted it to. Just uh, what were your biggest takeaways from that last season in the Southland? Yeah, I think just overall the – you know, the whole year with COVID and, you know, what guys went through just to, you know, not just our guys, but what our athletic department, our university, our community, what everybody went through just to have a season. Um, you know, and I thought at the beginning of the year, we all sat down and talked about how we would be defined in, in being a team that, you know, just continued to fight no matter what was thrown at them. We missed 48 days of practice at the beginning of the year, got off to a terrible start, 0-3 with a tough schedule. And then I thought our guys really just showed who they were and fought and clawed and continued to get better and improve. And, you know, it, it didn't end the way we wanted it to. Um, but I think that, you know, we just kind of mentally and physically ran out of gas at the end. And I really thought that we depended so much on Lampley and Zach. And, you know, uh, it just, again, it just didn't end the way we wanted it to. But I was I was pleased with the season as far as what our guys – accomplished I mean you know those guys went through a lot we had uh, you know I mean I think it's been publicly said I mean our whole team got COVID and we all went through it even the coaches so uh, difficult year overall Um, you know and again we wanted to win a couple more games we definitely wanted to win that first round game so that we could play Abilene again I mean you know uh, I think we were 15 and 5 against Abilene over the last couple years and so I mean that was a game that we had split with them, beat them here, and lost there in a really close, good game. So, I mean, we felt like, you know, that was a game that we would probably win on a neutral court. So, But it didn't work out that way, and uh, there's been some 
some roster additions and, and subtractions since then, and uh, we're excited about this new season, what lies ahead. I mean, we could talk about a couple of those additions, if you will. Uh, you know, you're able to bring in a couple players, you know, for some higher up Division One schools. Savion Flag from Texas A&M just down the road and Kuba Karwowski from Utah State as well and what he did was able to do for them. What have they really have brought to the table so far? Yeah, Savion's just a real mature guy. He's, you know, played four years of SEC basketball and, you know, had his best years his first two years under Coach Kennedy. Um yeah, he just brings a lot of experience. He brings uh, uh, an understanding of what it takes on this level on a daily basis, which helps, you know, even our guys that are returning, you know, like guys like Dante, that this will just be his second year of Division One basketball. And whereas Savion played four years already. And so I, I just think that, you know, I've been able to see him help like a Damon Nicholas grow and, you know, some of those younger guys uh, mature. And, uh, and then not to mention he's just a really good player fabulous player and then you know Cuba gives us some size that we've never had in that position like that and you know being seven foot two he's dealt with a lot of injuries this fall um, he's missed you know a couple weeks of practice but he's had his best week last week back and you know yesterday or day before yesterday he probably had his best practice of the year so we're excited I think he's going to continue to get better and you know and he'll he'll give us a little bit of a different dimension and a different way to play. Are there any other players, you know, outside of them too that have been uh, have really stood out in practice? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Damon Nicholas is a really good freshman. You know, he's a guy that, um, you know, a lot like Zach where, you know, as a freshman he played a lot more than most freshmen get to play. You know, Damon will. Um, he's different than Zach. He's bigger and stronger. Um, he's continued to improve his shot, but the big thing that he'll do is he'll defend and rebound at a pretty good level for a freshman kid. So we're excited, really, really excited about him. Um, you know, and, and then just, um, you know, all of our other guys have really just gotten better. You know, Tristan's really improved his game. Uh, he's stepped out. He's got a perimeter shot now. And and then uh, the probably the guy that's improved the most out of anybody on our team is Javion May. Uh, you know, last year, the things that he brings to a winning team you love. But we just felt like last year, you know, if he could make shots – you know, we would be that much better, and he's worked really hard. And, and right now he's shooting the ball as good as anybody we have on our team. So those things are really exciting. You know, Jaron's improved and gotten better. Um, you know, he made over 40, I think, 45 threes last year at 36%. But, you know, I just think that we've got a lot more depth this this year than we did last year. And, I, you know, we really depended on, you know, Lampley and Zach last year to shoot a lot of shots, score a lot of points. And I think this year – you know, with Dante and the improvement of Dante and even the improvement of Lampley, I think we're going to have more offensive weapons. I mean, let's, you know, just talking about those guys, Lampley, Monroe, Kean Scroggins, uh, and Nick Pay, how important is uh, bringing them back, being key players to your success last season, despite losing the likes of uh, Zach Nuttall and Bryce Monroe? Yeah, I mean, we have six guys back from last year that got some playing time. You know, uh, you know, another guy that I don't want to leave off is Kean Scroggins and how much better he's gotten. And, you know, even with the addition of a couple of those new big guys, they're having a hard time beating him out just because he had a year experience. He understands our system. You know, he's strong, he's physical, he's smart. Um, you know, and then and then just the improvement from Tristan, you know, being able to do a lot of different things. You know, last year he had to play with his back to the basket a lot, and now we can really face him up and let him drive and let him shoot and really be a creator also. Um, you know, and then Lampley, I think, you know, at times Lampley last year maybe felt like he was in Zach's shadow. And, you know, now that Zach's gone, I think Lampley, you know, will, will 
will have a little bit more even on his plate. And, and I think he's ready for that. You know, his, his, you know, leadership has really stepped up and, you know, I, I just, I'm excited for him because I think it's his time, so to speak. And, and, and he's going to have a good year. He's really worked hard and gotten better and bigger and stronger. Um, and then Dante, you know, he's just a year exposed of being a division one point guard, you know, and he's, he's ready for that. You know, he's worked hard and gotten stronger and bigger and, and, um, you know, and a, and a guy that I think will depend to score on a little bit more because he can really shoot the ball. You know, after so many years in the Southland, you've you've been a part of this program for a number of years. Um, just, you know, playing in the WAC now, a conference that has had so much history, a lot of prestige to it, especially on a basketball level. So what does it mean for you as head coach of Sam Houston to, you know, play in such a conference to this magnitude? Well, it's exciting. I mean, I think I've been here so long that, you know, when you – do what we've done as far as switching a league it almost feels like a different job you know it's kind of a new beginning so to you know so to speak and so it's it's been challenging and fun and exciting but I mean I'm also a realist and I understand that you know it's different I've told people that you know there's nothing against the Southland because obviously us and SFA had an opportunity pretty much every year to finish in the top two or three and we had and we did and and but there were nights I think in the Southland when you might not be quite your best and yet you still find a way to, you know, figure it out and win. Whereas now, you know, you're going into a league where you're going to have to play well every night because, you know, everybody's got – I think the biggest thing that everyone will get to see is, number one, the size, but number two, depth. You know, uh, you know, in the Southland, you could get away with seven, eight guys. But in leagues like these, you know, you, you, you're going to have to have ten players. Um, and when you take guys out – there can't be as great a drop-off. And, and that's, to me, going to be the biggest thing, I think the biggest difference in this league. And But we're excited. I mean, it's a huge challenge for sure. I mean, we know what we're up against. You know, I mean, you got people like New Mexico State and Grand Canyon who, um, you know, they have a lot. Those schools have a lot, you know, and they put a lot into basketball. And, and you know, their crowds are, you know, going to be really large, and it's exciting. It's fun for our kids. And, you know, but I, I'm I'm – uh, we we play hard. We guard. We're always going to be right there. We're going to be where we need to be, and um, you know, just got to continue to improve in a few things over the next couple of years. But I, you know, I, I know we will. Moving from that perennial, you know, one bid conference like the Southland, like many other conferences across the NCAA, you're now moving to a conference where realistically you could have, you know, a two bid, a three bid, with you know SFA being a perennial Southland bid, Abilene winning the bid last season. Uh, Grand Canyon, New Mexico State, and others trading off the whack every year. So, so my question really is: Has that really changed your mindset going into this season? Um, well, no. I, I mean, I think still we, you know, every year we go in, we still have the same goal. I mean, we want to try to win the championship. We want to get to the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, we've been we've been really blessed and lucky, and we've won a lot of games. My tenure, we haven't made the NCAA tournament. I think that's really just the only thorn in my side, and. You know, and that's that's hard. I mean, we know how hard it is. You know, unfortunately, probably our two years that we had probably two of my better teams, you know, uh, SFA was, I mean, they were sweet, sweet 16 good that year. And, you know, of course, they're also, you know, they've got two of those things stripped and they've paid for a few of those things. But, you know, I, I just, we're, we were just right there. And, and I just think that you know, now we're going to get an opportunity to see what this league is, is like. But to answer your question, I, I think it's exciting. I mean, you know, to have an opportunity to maybe get two bids is, is what you want. 
And, um, you know, this league is a league that um, has a lot of good players and a lot of good coaches. And I think that the fans are going to get to see that every night someone comes in here, you know, it's going to be a game where you're going to have to really play. you got to play well, you know. So, I, yeah, I mean, that, that bid thing is going to be interesting for sure. I mean, you know, I, I think we went from – I think the WAC went from the 22nd or 23rd ranked league to like the 18th, like 18th ranked league when us four joined. And so yeah, it tells you a lot about what maybe our programs are and what we're bringing to the table. But also, you know, as you said at the beginning of the broadcast, man, the WAC has always had, I mean, when I remember when I was a little boy and, you know, New Mexico was in the WAC back then and, you know, Boise State and all those. I mean, it was a great basketball league back then. And TCU was even in the mm-hmm. WAC at one point in time. So, it's got a great name, and um, yeah, it's going to be exciting for sure. You got Letourneau coming up next Wednesday night uh, to open up the season. Your first game as under the whack banner. You know this is a team you're familiar with from past years. Uh, without divulging too much, what's really your approach to this game, especially when uh, your next game after that is a big uh, matchup with the Big Ten school in Nebraska? Yeah, so I think you know. When you're putting a schedule together, you try to keep some balance as much as you can. You know, last year was really tough. You know, we started off those three games in a row, but it was COVID, and we were trying to, you know, we were trying to get our our, our finances together and do the things that we needed to do to balance our budgets and stuff. And and it and it was not probably the way I really wanted it to play out. And so we took some lumps and took it on the chin, but it also gave us an opportunity to come home and kind of get it together. And this year, I think it's a little more balanced. I think you'll see, you know, we play Letourneau, and then we go to Nebraska, and then, boom, we come back home and play Missouri State here, who's really, 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 really good. So, um, you know, I, Carlos, we're going to go into that Letourneau game like it's the biggest game of the year, but we do that every game. I know that's coach speak, but we are. We, we never let our guys look ahead. Uh, we will not talk any about Nebraska. Uh, we're going to respect Letourneau. I mean, I tell our guys this every year, you know, if you'll look, there's going to be somebody in the country that's going to get beat by a Division three school. Somebody's going to. It happens every year. And you don't want to be that person. And in my 11 years as a head coach, I have lost to a team like that. We got beat by Wiley one year. Mm-hmm. And that's the, probably the worst loss of my career. And, you know, and, and we didn't lose because we weren't focused and weren't ready you know, it was a year we had lost two point guards to injuries and we were playing a wing player at the point and we figured it out finally and that team ended up winning 18, 19 games. But but my point to it is is that you've got to, you know, you've got to go into that game like it's the last and it's the most important. And and it's your opener, you know. I mean, we're excited to be able to play our opener at home. You know, we, we'll worry about going to the airport early, early that next morning and getting ready for a Big Ten team and – um, and that'll be exciting too. I've never been there. I've never been to Nebraska and played there. And so that'll, that'll be really exciting. And then I'm excited about, you know, getting a, a great Valley team like Missouri state to come here, you know, and, and I do think that with being in the WAC now, we will be able to get some teams like that to come here. Whereas when you're in the Southland, it's very difficult to get teams because we have beaten those teams and they don't want to lose to a quote unquote Southland team. So I think scheduling, Although it'll be harder, I think it'll get a little easier to schedule some teams, I think. Kind of a last question for you. What are your expectations from a, your perspective as head coach going into this season? We, you know, There's a lot of unknowns, but there's some stuff you already know as well. So really, what are your expectations for this team? Yeah, I, I think because we have six guys back, um, 
I think our team will be good. What I don't know, Carlos, is like, you know, 18-game schedule in that league and what that means and what that's like. You know, I, I think that part, you know, with the travel and, you know, going to new venues and, and you know, and doing that, you know, it's not like, well, I know exactly what it's going to be like going to Nichols or, you know, going to HBU. It's not that. It's going to be different. And so, I, you know, I, I'm not sure. Um, I do know that we expect to win like we always do. And, and, you know, and I think that'll be what we prepare to do. I mean, we'll get ready to go play and, and to try to be, you know, in that top half of that league and, you know, hopefully win the league. I mean, it's an opportunity to come in as a first-year member and, you know, try to go in there and set our mark. And But, you know, I know there's great teams. I mean, you know, New Mexico State's loaded. They mm. loaded up. And Grand Canyon's going to be really, really good. And, you know, and SFA has their whole team back, you know. And, you know, we lost to them at their place. And then, you know, Probably the game that I look back on the most at our season last year was, you know, it was two games. It was, uh, you know, Abilene winning on the buzzer at SFA. Yeah. If Abilene loses that game that night, it really doesn't matter what happens the rest of the year. We win the league. And then us losing to SFA here that night, which we just literally could not have played. I mean, we played our worst game and we shot, I mean, we shot 30-something percent, which we hadn't done all year long. And, you know, and Zach got, you know, his fourth foul with – 15 minutes left in the game. It was yeah. just a nightmare. And, you know, looking back and watching that film, you know, we just – we were right there and just could not get over the hump that night. And I felt really, really bad for our guys because we had worked so hard and we deserved to win the league. I mean, we can go back and talk about the Nichols thing all we want, but we deserved to win the league. And, you know, we just didn't get it done. So I, I think there's still guys in that locker room, Carlos, that, that remember that. They have that taste in their mouth and they understand – you know what it's like. I know Savion does. I know he knows what it takes to get there. And so I, I do think that, you know, in a collaborative effort, I think that our guys will pull together, and, and I think we're going to have a really good year. I'm right there with you, Coach. Should be a very interesting year, to say the least. You know, with like I said, a lot of unknowns with these other teams that you haven't really gotten to face before, but – It'll be it'll be definitely tooth and nail, and folks, it kicks off next Wednesday. They get Laterna here in Huntsville, six thirty p.m. Come out, support the Cats at Johnson Coliseum. We want to pack the Coliseum and get the get these guys started off on the right note. If you can't make it to the Coliseum, there's three ways you can catch it as well. This is on ESPN Plus. Rob Hip will be on the call on one one seven K Sam, and then it'll also be on ninety point five KSHU. Coach, before I let you go, any final thoughts? No, I just uh, appreciate all you do, and you know, I think just trying to get this place packed every night. Uh, we've got an unbelievable home record here over my tenure here and Coach Marlin's tenure here and probably over the last 18 years or 20 years, um, maybe even more than that, probably since 98, it's been remarkable what what that gym has been like in there. And we just want to continue to get some people in there, you know, and um, I think everybody will be really excited uh, and happy to see what we put on the court and uh, – It'll be fun. Everybody needs to come out. I'm trying to get that student crowd. It's I think it holds that student section holds 1500. So we're trying to get that thing filled up for that Laterno game. And I've told um, all the marketing people that if we can put 1500 students in there, that um, I'm, I'm going to do something for the student body. It's awesome to hear, Coach, especially from a student's perspective. I'll be there, you know, just roaming around, making sure, and you know, the 90.5 guys are good to go, and should be an absolute fun game, Coach. So best of luck this season, and uh, we'll. Uh, Fingers crossed we can uh, come March, we'll be in the NCAA tournament. That would be nice. Thanks, man. When we come back, we'll take a look ahead at soccer, football, and volleyball, so you won't want to miss a thing. Stay with us. This is BSN Extra.
Hey, Bearcats, take your membership on the go by downloading the Sam Houston State University Alumni Cat app today. Not a member yet? Join the Sam Houston Alumni Association or renew in seconds to enjoy exclusive national benefits on dining, entertainment, and much more. Now that you're in, take some time to explore your exclusive member benefits, read the latest edition of Heritage Magazine, or find an alumni event near you. Click on our travel tile to sign up and explore the globe with our traveling Bearcats, or stay connected to alumni in your area as you take your membership everywhere. Come hang out with the Alumni Association as we tailgate some of the biggest games of the year by showing your alumni member card that is now in the palm of your hand. Download the SHSU Alumni Cat app today in the iTunes or Google Play Store or visit shsu.edu slash cat app. Eat em up, cats! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to BSN Extra. We just sat down with head coach Jason Hooten of Sam Houston Men's Basketball. Special thank you for him taking time out of his day to come on to the show. And again, folks, you're going to have to bear with me. I'm finding a little bit of allergies right now, but uh, hopefully those will uh, go away with time because we got an exciting slate of games coming up this week. Shifting gears to volleyball. They have a trio of road matches to finish out the season, but the next two come within the next couple of days as they're going to be in Abilene on Thursday taking on Abilene Christian. And then on Saturday, they'll be in Stephenville taking on the Tarleton Texans. Thursday night is going to be the 15th meeting between the Bearcats and the Wildcats, a matchup that the Bearcats have dominated over the course of the last eight years. They have not lost to Abilene since 2017, where it was a 3-0 set sweep by the Wildcats here in Huntsville on Halloween night, nonetheless. Sam Houston has not lost in Abilene since 2016, but they have not been to Moody Coliseum since 2019. Last time out, the Bearcats took down Abilene in straight sets, three to none, in Huntsville back on October 2nd. In that match, Catherine Krieger was impressive, led the way with 11 kills. Ashley Lewis matched that with four aces. She's coming off a match where she had four aces against UTRGV last Thursday. Dejanae Gilmore had a block party, as she's had really all year. She had seven in the match. Yonda finished with 35 assists. And Hannah Baker came away with 24 digs. On the defensive side of things, the Cats really held ACU in check. Their lead scorer in the match, Briley Steinhilber, excuse me, Briley Steinhilber, finished with only eight kills. And defensively for the Wildcats, Madison Lawler notched 18 digs in the match. As a team in that match, Sam Houston hit 211 in the match, so they're going to really need to improve on that to be able to handle ACU. But, you know, as of late, they've done very well at doing so. Performing very well offensively in the final two home matches of the season against UTRGV and Lamar. That should be a good one on Thursday night. Looking ahead to Saturday, they head to Stephenville to take on the Tarleton Texans, and the only previous matchup that these two squads have had was the one that opened up conference play for Sam Houston earlier this season on September 30th. That was a 3-1 to set victory for the Bearcats. Ashley Lewis finished that match with 19 kills to Katherine Krieger's 15. Morgan Yonda nearly eclipsed 50 assists in that match. She had 49. Hannah Baker finished with 24 digs. Now, one thing of note, for Sam Houston is that they got outblocked in that match against Tarleton. Nine times was Sam Houston blocked, and Sam Houston only came away with two blocks of their own. 
Lorton McNeil for Tarleton led the way with five. Elise Smith, the former Bearcat, had three. So this is something that you know the Bearcats are going to have to readjust to with their last matches resulting in 14 blocks combined from UTRGV, who had eight, and Lamar, who had six. So where you can catch these games Thursday and Saturday, they have not yet announced where you can catch the Tarleton game on November 6th. That game's at 1 o'clock up in Stephenville. So if you can make the trip out there, go support the Cats. But... On Thursday night, they will get Abilene Christian at 6 p.m. in Moody Coliseum in Abilene. That game is, again, at 6 on ESPN+. Plus. So now, time to talk football. Let's talk some football. Final two home games coming up, and the first of them is this Saturday at noon from Bauer Stadium as the Cats welcome the Dixie State Trailblazers. Bearcats enter this matchup at 7-0, and an 18-game winning streak is on the line, and for Dixie, they're seeking their very first win of the season. Dixie State, they hold losses this year against Sacramento State, and then this is where it gets insane with how their schedule has been this year. Then they lost to then number 24 Weber State, and then then number 7 UC Davis, then number 12 South Dakota State, number 10 Montana Then they lost to Tarleton, a team the Bearcats have already beaten this year. That was the last game that they came off of. So, And then SFA, and then they lost to then number 25, Delaware, last time out, 17-10 lost, and that was their closest margin of victory or margin of loss in this case this season. So it's needless to say Dixie has had one of the toughest schedules in all of FBS play. There's just, there's just no putting it lightly. The closest loss, again, that matchup with Delaware that they're coming off of. For Sam Houston, they come off of three straight games, having scored 40-plus points offensively, the closest one being that 18-point victory over Tarleton last weekend. You know, when looking closer into this matchup, this should be a breakout game for the offense when dealing with the Dixie State team that uh, gives up an average of 37 points a game, which is right around what Sam Houston has scored this year on average. Opposing quarterbacks, they have thrown for an average of 231 yards, so expect Eric Schmidt to do very well, especially coming off of a six-touchdown performance, five through the air, one on the ground against Tarleton. The tandem of Ramon Jefferson and Noah Smith, they're going to be in full effect. Dixie gives up, has nearly given up on the year 2,000 yards rushing. That defensive line has just been eaten alive and into the secondary, really, for that Dixie State defense. Defensively for Dixie State, they have only 15 sacks on the year to their credit as they go up against a Bearcat team that has only surrendered eight sacks all season long. Earlier this week, I was able to catch up with starting left tackle Eliasa Anderson in this week's presser and uh, got his thoughts on you know how cohesive and well-disciplined this offensive line unit has done protecting Eric Schmidt, Keegan Shoemaker, Trapper Panel, and Gunner Caps. Hey, Eliasa, good to see you, brother. Um... You know, it just seems like week in and week out, you guys just uh, do a great job of protecting Eric, Keegan, or Trapper, whoever it is back there. What has the chemistry been like for you guys on that front line in the trenches? Oh, man, we treat them like they're like, you know, our little brother. You know, so we got to, you know, protect our little brother. You know, that's our little brother back there. We got to make sure he's right because all three of them can make plays. All, all the quarterbacks can make plays. It don't matter who's in there. We all have to have trust in it. And, it's like we come to them, we ask them questions. They come to us, ask questions like what's the best way to, you know, communicate on the field and, you know, what's the best way for us to win. And that's what got us closer with Eric, Keegan, Trapper, Gunner, whoever's that quarterback. That's what got us closest 
we're their big brother and they're our little brother. So, you know, we got to treat each other right. A win for Sam Houston that would push them to 8-0 on the year, extend the longest active winning streak in all of college football. Uh, in all of Division One college football to 19 games total, that streak dating back to 2019, and further extend the college football record of most wins in a calendar year to 18 games for Sam Houston football. That brings us now to a look back and a look ahead with Coach Keeler as he gives his thoughts on that previous outing against the Texans and then now what is to come this week with the Trailblazers. You know, I thought um, we had a great week of practice last week. And uh, I thought we played actually pretty well. Um, and I just thought, you know, we were in a situation where Tarleton made some plays. And that's going to happen. And, I, and I, after the game, I, I told our kids, I said, listen, you know, we're going to take everybody's best shot. And, um, you know, and people are going to do stuff that they've never done all year, and they're going to do it against us. And so we did that. And, you know, we, we managed our way through. And, you know, we had a five-score lead there for a while. And, you know, in an effort to get some guys off the field, um, you know, we let some some cheap ones uh, in at the end. Uh, but uh, you know, all in all, I was happy with you know. You go on the road, you get a you get a good win, uh, and that team is going to keep on getting better. You know, it's a nice facility there, and and he's done a good job recruiting. I mean, I have a lot of respect for what Todd has done there. So um, you know, feel good about getting that win, and 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 now we we move on to Dixie State. Um, great great practice. We we just had a great practice. Uh, I love how these kids like attack practice and attack the games. And um, I'm surprised that we haven't maybe even worn out a little bit, um, you know, with the fact that we've played 17 games already this calendar year. So I think it's just a great testament to partly our schedule. We were smart with how we did some of those things. And also the fact that uh, these kids just love to play football. So um, excited to play Dixie State. Uh, you know, know some of those guys in the Delaware staff. Uh, who they played last week. And, you know, one of their comments was these guys are going to play with their hair on fire. Um, so it was almost like a warning, like, just be aware. You know, I know the record says one thing, but, you know, they're going to play with their hair on fire and they have some good, good, per good young personnel. And, you know, if you look at their schedule, they played Montana and UC Davis and San, uh, uh, South Dakota State and Delaware. And now they're playing us. I mean, so it's been the hardest schedule in the nation. And, and they haven't, they haven't, you know, had a lot of success, but, you know, three, three, zero against, uh, uh, against Montana at halftime. So we recognize that everyone we play is going to be a big game and, and we have to treat this game like it's a championship game, because if we're able to keep on winning, we get what we want. We get uh, a home field uh, opportunity and uh, we get a chance to stay in Texas for the foreseeable future. When we come back, we'll sit down with Sam Houston women's head coach Raven Justice to get an inside look as to what is coming up for her squad this year for a team that's coming off of a Southland Conference Championship appearance. They open up the season next Thursday against Wiley College, so you won't want to miss it. Stick around, folks. You're listening to BSN Extra. Hey, Bearcats. Take your membership on the go by downloading the Sam Houston State University Alumni Cat App today. Not a member yet? Join the Sam Houston Alumni Association or renew in seconds to enjoy exclusive national benefits on dining, entertainment, and much more. Now that you're in, take some time to explore your exclusive member benefits, read the latest edition of Heritage Magazine, or find an alumni event near you. Click on our travel tile to sign up and explore the globe with our traveling Bearcats, or stay connected to alumni in your area as you take your membership everywhere. Come hang out with the Alumni Association as we tailgate some of the biggest games of the year, 
by showing your alumni member card that is now in the palm of your hand. Download the SHSU Alumni Cat app today in the iTunes or Google Play Store or visit shsu.edu slash cat app. Eat em up, cats! Welcome back, everyone, to BSN Extra here on our final segment today, sitting down with uh, head coach of Sam Houston women's basketball, Raven Justice. They're getting ready to start their season next week. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Doing very well. You know, still fighting the allergies and everything, but <laughs> I'm hanging in there trying to fight through this weather. Coach, I just want to take a look back at last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a run it was, 15-8 and eight overall, 9-5 and five in the Southland Conference, your final run in the Southland, and uh, gave way to an incredible championship game against SFA falling just short, 56-45. to 45. So just looking back, what did you get most out of that last season in the Southland? Um, I, I thought that our upperclassmen learned how to handle adversity because that was a, um, a crazy season, one that you've never expected, and that one that you can't prepare for. But, you know, I, I thought, like, Faith Cook this year, Courtney Cleveland, um, Kay Jefferson, they all learned how to play through adversity. And so that's the most that I took from it. It was a pretty pretty different type of season for any coach um, at this profession. But um, adversity and fighting through things was something I was the most proud of. So talking about those players that you mentioned, most of your core has returned this season. Faith Cook, Courtney Cleveland, Jefferson, Madeline, Batista. You know, how important is it to have those like key players that have been cornerstones to your team's success over the last couple of years? It's crucial, especially going into a new conference. You know, um, although we're going into a new conference, having some familiarity with our offense and those players kind of gives you a little confidence on the sideline. But um, I think the biggest piece to that is that they all have experience now. Um, Maddie didn't play a lot her fresh her fresh year here. Um, Faith and Kay were transfers, so having them, like you said, come back, all been able to play and been a big part of what we've done is is exciting. And you know you have a you have a host of newcomers as well. Seven transfers, uh, all except two of them coming from other Division One schools. Uh, one true freshman. So uh, just so far through the off season and having getting to know those players, who's been the most impressive for you so far? I think the most impressive by far has been um, Demaya. Um, she sat out here last year, um, had surgery. So I, I was kind of shocked when she came back so fast. But mentally, she's she's definitely focused and ready to contribute. So she's the person that has surprised me the most so far. You know, I asked this to Coach Hooten earlier um, in the in the show, and I'm going to ask you this as well. You know, after so many years in the Southland for this program in general, you know, the Bearcats are now in the WAC, a conference that has so much history. What does it mean to you as a coach to play in a conference that has had so much prestige in the past and to kind of bring that prestige back? It's exciting, and I hope that it, it gives our kids a opportunity now to display, you know, how, how hard we fight in practice to be really good. Um, and just from a national recruiting standpoint, it gives us a lot of opportunities to show that brand of Sam Houston State, you know, from California to the West Coast to the East Coast. So it's pretty exciting. I, I think the, the, the funnest part for our players is going to be playing somebody new you kind of get used to playing the same team, so you get to know the players. But playing somebody new is always a challenge, so I think they're excited about that part. I mean, that's a great segue to my next question. You're playing these new teams, Cal Baptist, Seattle, Grand Canyon, Utah Valley, amongst others, even a Texas team in UTRGV, a team you don't get to see uh, very often. Does that change how you're going to approach these games? Because it's, it's no secret that, you know, West Coast basketball is something else. You know, there's we don't have a different approach, but we're definitely um, – trying to focus more on not being so comfortable. You know, being in the Southland, like you said, we play those teams a long time, even mm-hmm. if you, you know, um, if you're from the state of Texas, you play those type of teams all the time. 
So it's not that we're going to be um, approaching any different, but we won't be so comfortable. You know, that it is a different type of basketball, be a little bit bigger, a little bit slower place. So, you know, we are focused on those things and improving in those areas as, as well. You were picked, uh, Sam Houston's been picked fifth in the WAC media poll, sixth in the WAC coaches poll. I mean, just from your perspective, do you agree with those selections or do you feel like that you were gypped a little bit given that you're coming off of a, an appearance in a conference championship? Um, I, don't, I don't know. Um, I, I guess this is the wrong thing to say, but I don't pay too much attention to the polls. I was picked last when I got here. Mm. I was picked seventh a year after that, and I think we've always exceeded our pickings, if that makes any sense. But I did think I thought our kids fought through a lot, and they they had a great showing last year, you know. Um, so some of my kids are disappointed in being picked fifth, especially behind Abilene Christian. They were kind of disappointed about that, but you know, it's it's part of it, and it's a, it's a part of the um, the profession that you know you either like or you love. And I don't like it or love it, so I'm I'm fine with it. I mean, coming out of you know, like you like we alluded to earlier, a really different kind of season, and now you're kind of back into a normal swing of things. How has the practices gone for uh, you guys as a whole? They're long. <laughs> <laughs> Why oh, bet long practices? Um, I think the the biggest thing is just getting the girls back to a full day. You know, with all the protocols for COVID nineteen, we we weren't allowed to be in meeting rooms and weren't allowed to do so many things. So getting them back to a full day has been challenging especially when everything was closed down and kind of got to do your own thing for mm-hmm. five or six months. So getting them back to a schedule and a routine has been challenging. Um, but the, I think the biggest thing um, for us right now is having so many new players and just trying to get to know each other has been the biggest challenge of us all. You start the season next Thursday here at home against Wiley College. And then, you know, t- so talk to me a little bit about this matchup with Wiley, a team that you've faced before. But uh, it, it it gives way to a pair of uh, tough opponents on the road. You have UT Arlington and Tulsa right after that. So just talk to me about these uh, upcoming matchups for you guys. You know, the biggest thing is um, I don't think people realize, you know, um, four years ago, Wiley probably beat Sam Houston State. So I always try to schedule a game like that just so our kids are reminded that we can't take anybody lightly. Um, I wasn't here when that happened, but it's just a, a reminder that, you know, we take one day at a time. Everybody on our schedule is going to be somebody we have to compete against. So, you know, um, while it would be a great um, opportunity for, for us to get out and display, you know, what we've been doing in practice for the last three months. Um, UTA, they picked third in the Sun Belt, which is a pretty competitive conference. So they're going to challenge us on the road early and, Tulsa and the American, you know, they had they have great recruits there. They've recruited a great class up on the new coaching staff, so they're going to challenge us early. So, you know, we don't try to go out and, and pick three or four games that we know we can win, you know, at the beginning of our schedule because it does nothing to help us to win a championship. So um, what we try to do is we definitely try to give ourselves some grace, um, getting, getting to a get start, but then we try to make sure that we're, we're competitive on the floor. How important is it going to be to be able to, you know, have the fans back in attendance? You, I mean, you had a little bit of that uh, last season, but, you know, there were still concerns about COVID and everything. But now that everything's back to normal, how is it going to be, how is it going to be for you guys to have, you know, just your, your school backing you? It's going to be good. We don't have to cheerlead so much as coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that, you know, having the fans back gives our kids something um, more to play for. I know that sounds different because you think, oh, they love basketball, they should play hard. But it is hard playing without fans and – the only people in there is the coaches on the bench or a limited amount of people. So um, I think it gives them a little a little bit more juice to go a little bit harder. Um, but I think the most important part is the families get to come out and watch each other um, play. These these parents didn't get to watch their kids sometimes with some of the protocols and some of them were high, you know, high risk, so they didn't get to come out. So I think that's going to be the biggest key right now is um, families getting out and coming to support their, their own. Kind of a last question for you. What – 
are really your expectations from your coaches, from your perspective as the head coach going into this season? Um, you know, I really I think that we focus on three things: being competitive every day, um, trying to win a championship, and you know, um, and I know this sounds crazy, but we try to have championship practices every day. I think that it was really hard to do that last year because we didn't know if we were going to play for a championship with all the COVID and stuff. So, you know, those are the, those are the big three things that I focus on so far. Um, and hadn't took it too much farther than that, you know. Excited to be playing a full season again. Excited to be back at the gym with fans. And um, most definitely excited to be traveling again. You know, some of our road games last year was canceled. So um, we, we got an opportunity now to be on the road and travel and to make sure that SH brand is everywhere. So we're pretty excited about that. Coach, it's going to be a wild run through this season. I mean, you know, just with all the new teams and everything, it should be interesting. Folks, if you want to see this incredible brand of Sam Houston women's basketball in full effect, Thursday night, next Thursday, November 11th, that's at 6.30 p.m. If you can't make the Johnson, it'll be on ESPN. And then UT Arlington and Tulsa to follow. After that, Coach, before I let you guys, I want to tell you, you've done a phenomenal job rebuilding this program. 50 wins over the last three years, all three of them being winning seasons. So best of luck to you guys going forward. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. That will do it for BSN Extra today. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in once again. Again, a special thank you to head coach Jason Hooten and head coach Raven Justice for sitting down with me today on the show. A big thank you to them. Looking ahead, this is going to be an exciting weekend for Sam Houston, so go out, support the Cats any way you can. Football's at home, soccer is in Abilene tonight, and volleyball's on the road, so find whatever way you can to go support the Cats this weekend. That is going to do it for today. For everyone here at the BSN Studios, I'm Carlos Zimmerman. Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, friends, eat them up, cats, and have a pleasant tomorrow. And we'll see you next time right here on BSN Extra. BSN Extra is recorded in the Bearcat Sports Network studios at the Wood Forest Bank Athletic Center. The songs Celebration, Amber Glow, and The Future Is Ours are courtesy scottholmesmusic.com. Today's show was written by Carlos Zimmerman, produced by Jason Barfield, and shared in the group. This has been a presentation of the Bearcat Sports Network.